You have tuned into the Voice of Medicine, the medical podcast filled with remarkable stories, first-hand experience, important research, and valuable life lessons. Open your mind, relax, and enjoy. Dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Voice of Medicine. Yeah, today we have uh, quite the special topic. Today's episode is going to be dedicated to sports and training. So all of you couch potatoes out there should totally listen in today. Um, also goes uh, for the other end of the spectrum. So for all the people who are crazy uh, into conditioning training and CrossFit and um, have more pictures on Instagram of them uh, doing squats or um, bench pressing 400 pounds, you guys should listen as well. Um, for this episode, I asked a very renowned personal trainer from Georgia um, because, uh, well, having people from Germany, Switzerland and Austria is getting quite boring, right? So I called uh, Nino. Uh, Nino Shirkatswili is from uh, Georgia. Um, um, she actually used to work uh, for quite a while in uh, the UK as well. And uh, she has a profound knowledge of uh, sports training and everything around um, um, body conditioning. So she will definitely uh, tell us more about uh, quite a uh, number of topics. Um, I would also like to talk to her about uh, the motivational part of uh, uh, physical physical activity. And um, I'm very much uh, looking forward to uh, what she has to say. So enjoy the episode. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to our channel and let us know what you think about uh, the guests and the topics that we're talking about. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for inviting me. Appreciate that very much. Nino, we're going to talk about a couple of topics today and um, I don't want to, you know, uh, let our listeners wait too long, so I'll get straight to it. The first topic I wanted to talk to you about as you're an accomplished personal trainer is why is it so hard for some people to get up from, you know, the bed or the couch or whatever they are just sitting on right now and actually get out and exercise? Um, you know, I think um, I think everything comes down to priorities. Uh, if if you're a very busy person, and most of us obviously they are very busy, and all, all of them um, they have like different priorities, right? If they are uh, too much into their business or too much into their office work, the exercising, physical activity, it's not really the thing. What will um, make them to get up from the bed and get out from their comfort zone and even when they are tired after their work they can they can go like um, after their work and go and work out with by them themselves unless they are not paying for that and at least like something makes them to do that either trainer or it's about the money or so on and so on I think well, it's, um, at the bottom line is the priorities. And obviously, we us as a human beings, for some reason, ourselves, we, feel like, um, we don't appreciate our bodies, our, um, uh, ourselves as much as we appreciate the other tasks what we have during the day. And that's why I think the, our physical activity is, uh, is getting like, left over. 
for some reason. And after, I don't know, for some while, then they understand that it's a very, very important. And then, and then they pay to the trainers or they, they buy some programs so that something makes them to do that. Um, I don't know. My opinion is that, yeah, bottom line is... Uh, priorities okay so um when we talk about the motivational side you said it's really a, the 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 point is to have a personal priority in how important is sports for me or the physical activity um i think there's there might be a difference because um you have a lot of people of course who are working during the day in whatever you know kind of uh, job that they maybe have to sit um in the office Um, and don't have enough physical um, activity. But then you also have a large number of people who maybe do not really have a, how should I say, a strenuous job where they have to sit eight, nine hours in, in, in a cubicle somewhere in an office, but they still cannot really get themselves out to do something. So it's, you know, on one hand, maybe you have people who don't have the time, or at least they would say that they don't have the time, And then on the other hand, you have people who do have the time. They are just super lazy. Um, uh, do you know, it's, uh, I think it's still um, also what, I mean, what I faced here, for example, I, I used to work in the UK, um, in London. I used to live there and now, uh, now I'm working in Georgia as a personal trainer. And it's a massive difference in the culture. Uh, for example, uh, in Western society, uh, Every single person knows that physical activity is must after some certain age. They have to have to have some physical activity in um, in terms of to get energy, or to have more energy, and to be more motivated and to be more happy. Okay, where here um, laziness and like couch and going out after work and to have like big meal is more prioritized and uh, than 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 in in Western society. I think it's also a cultural difference as well. And also it's um, how common is common sense is like physical activity is important into the nation, I think. Um, because when I was in the UK, for example, I'd say like even government, even shops, like everything helps you to be active. Everything kind of reminds you to be active and that it reminds you to you, that you should eat healthy where here it's not it's not really common thing and it's not um and people are not used to they don't even know for example like well, let's say like little example right when i had a, a personal client in uk and if i'd say like yeah you should take your uh, uh protein um Like you should have your protein level uh, in norm during the day. They would know what the protein sources are. Uh, where here, I should explain what the protein sources are. What is protein like at all, or what's the carbohydrates at all? Like what's the sources in the food? They're like basical sources, you know. So it's. I think it's a massive difference as well in the culture. Um, how how it's like. Um, Uh, it's a common and how it's known that physical activity is very important. Yeah, I see. I understand. So, well, of course, I mean, in, in I would say in Western countries, um, also, you know, the system has recognized very quickly that the costs of um, health problems due to non-activity um, are just very high. And I think that's why they started this, you know, educational programs and starting, you know, for a couple of years now, explaining people why is it important to actually move around, um, even though sometimes it is strenuous and it's, uh, 
um, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's hard and not really always pleasurable, but there is a reason why we have to do it. Um, among other things, it's so we don't lose uh, muscle mass and then get more susceptible to, uh, to uh, bone breaking, for example, for, um, you know, the older population. But it's, of course, also because of obesity, uh, diabetes, and all these things, cardiovascular problems, which are connected to physical activity. So I understand that there is also a part of, of, of culture and of course connected to that is the, is the educational question about do people actually know what's going on as you explained. I, I would like to, to, um, to ask you, so let's say we have our average person, right? And they actually have, they, they decide that they now really want to do some sports. The thing that I often see, not only among our, you know, my personal friends, but also um, um, if, if I talk to people and, and, and they tell me stories, like anecdotal stories of their life, is uh, what I hear is the problem that people start, I would say, on a very like high intense level with sports. And of course, they are totally destroyed after two, three weeks, and then they don't want to touch it anymore. You know, they, So how would you, as somebody with great experience, um, what would you tell a beginner, somebody who just started, how can you establish a really good routine that you can keep up not only for the next weeks but possibly for next years um i think uh do you know mike do you mean destroying like is it physical or is it mentally they lose the motivation that that's what you mean right if i understand well right. I, i think the one gains I guess the the one goes uh, with the other because if uh, if I really get I would say destroyed in the gym I, I don't really feel like I want to come back yeah especially in the beginning um, do you know if um, the thing is like first uh, probably it's about the knowledge uh, if you're not taking the trainer and then you are going like as an average person let's take a, talk about the average person and he goes at the gym and he or she did her uh, homework um, and she knows what exercises she want to do as a beginner um, but the thing is like in a social media some of the exercises It looks so easy because it's done by professionals, right? So uh, as an average person, as a, and as a beginner, I choose some exercises which would be totally not correct for me as a beginner. And I smashing it like, uh, like crazy at, at the gym. And I found out that, that this exercising in general, it's destroying me. I mean, even though I choose it like uh, uh, as a beginner, It's still, it's it's still, it's not correct for me. So uh, probably, I'd say one of the reasons are um, uh, not correctly uh, chosen exercises. Also, the other thing is like I think the major thing for me is a mental thing that when they start exercising, they start straight away with expectation because a majority of my clients when they are starting uh, the exercising. The reason why they are coming, it's a visual side. So obviously, I mean, person who doesn't have a trainer, they straight away have this expectation that they should change like really quick in their visual side. And obviously, the changes comes after months. You know, transformation comes after years. It depends on the body as well. I mean, what's the, what weight you are wearing, and well, I mean, how much you weigh, or what's the, your composition is like. It's it's a very individual. Obviously, it doesn't come with it with the days. And as soon as person develops the expectation, and it it's not matches with the exercising. For example, in few weeks, 
and then they are starting this like uh, this like uh, high motivation and very much exci- uh, excitement that exercising it it drops down because because they have this expectation and instead of like loving this process instead of like uh, really feeling each exercise that uh, um uh, each workout and how how great they feel after this workout and how great they feel next day that they have more energy. This expectation is like eating them like all, with all this like beauties, you know, what comes uh, after, after exercise. It's like um, that's why I would say the personal trainer is uh, really good with that because once the clients are coming um, with expectations, uh, trainers should work with them. That it, it's not about the visual side. The visual side, I think, it's the last, um, last beneficial thing. What comes, uh, what comes with the with the exercising? I mean, first, first is the energy. First is the is the health, um, the cardiovascular system. This like risk of diabetes or high blood pressure, or, or I mean, it's so much things like uh, comes with exercising, but. Um, but the visual side, right? And I think this is the two major things, I mean, in my opinion, uh, that kills the motivation and also destroys them in the in the gym. Um, this is first uh, knowledge that what exercises you should pick up uh, as a beginner and then the expectation. Mm-hmm. So I think this is something very important that you mentioned. Uh, first of all, indirectly, you explain us why is it important that somebody actually has a personal trainer, uh, because that would have been my follow-up question. If you if you think that um, having a personal trainer is a must, at least maybe in the beginning. And the second thing which you which you talked about was um, I would say maybe the wrong um, wrong aim behind uh, the physical activity and. I believe that you're absolutely right on this. Um, the physical appearance is basically a nice byproduct, but it should definitely not be the main motivation why people do sports, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But unfortunately, for example, in my country, the only reason why they would start the exercising is the visual side because the, they don't have another knowledge that with the physical activity comes these other things, uh, which in in actual life that makes them happy and not not uh, not physical i don't know like tuned legs or something unfortunately it's like it's like this but about the personal trainer if it's must or not obviously it's not must um there is so many like online programs like for beginners which is like structured by personal trainers and it's so um i mean easy to get and and it's um it's not that high prices so that they, uh, it, I think everyone can afford that. Um, I mean, majority of people can mm-hmm. afford that, but um, at least um, if, if they can't afford this online programs or they can't, they can't have the personal trainers, they should be really careful to, to choose the, uh, to choose the right exercising and, and the, People should be always aware. I mean, everything what looks really easy on social media, because I've tried that on myself and I've, I've been there as well before I, I, I got to this point being a personal trainer. Uh, whatever I thought, I would say, uh, I mean, at home, I would thought, that, oh my God, that looks so easy. And then I would go to the gym and it's really risky as well. I mean, it's uh, also... Um, it's also very dangerous to the body because we they can do some moves which uh, which is totally like destroying for the joints or uh, 
I mean, it's a very risky to do this exercising in that way. You know, and social media, obviously, personal trainers or bloggers or um, or fitness models, they they like or to just do random some or just random very, people like ninety uh, percent of the yeah, population exactly, live yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. They, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They like to do it like very kind of original way, kind of they create some new exercise and it looks cool. But uh, like the crazy people who cannot just do, I don't know, a normal squat, but they have to do the squat on two balls and they are actually carried by two dogs, you know, and meanwhile they are brushing their teeth. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. That's what I mean. I mean, uh, not everyone should try this, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, this is something um, definitely what I personally um, am not really a big fan of. I mean, it, it's amusing, but uh, I understand um, how, how uh, dangerous this actually can be. Is this, um, and I would really like your opinion about this. Um, so we talked in the beginning about lazy people or people who really have problem with, uh, with starting somehow with physical activity. But on the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who almost get sort of obsessed, right, with, with, uh, with sports and physical activity. Exercising, yes. I mean, you have all these absolutely crazy CrossFitters, especially in the U.S., who are, I mean, they are, they're, in my opinion, they're destroying their bodies in, in, in a tremendous way and uh, maybe motivating some other people to try to actually, you know, f um, um, replicate that. Um, yeah. Um, do you know, the? Um, yeah, I've seen people like that as well. Uh, to be honest, um, uh, I can't say that that's a right and I can't say that's a wrong as well because that thing makes, this person happy obviously obviously there are some things when i look at them uh, i mean it makes it makes my it makes my heart like squeeze because uh, because it's really shame what they are doing to their bodies and but on the other hand because they've been exercising so so much uh, i mean their joints their their muscle uh, muscular strength is definitely is different than for example compare, comparing to me um Uh, and and I'm sure the person who is like um, absolutely obsessed and uh, and trying some other like really uh, really hard things, um, he's been through this exercise in quite a long time and experience. Um, and with the age, unfortunately, it might be late, uh, late because because joints might be already damaged, uh, but. With the experience, they get that they cannot uh, they cannot follow this tempo. They cannot fo follow this like uh, intensity, and then they are dropping down the their like uh, craziness. I mean, I've seen that. Um, I mean, I've seen that how uh, by years they've been changing their intensity, but unfortunately, it doesn't come straight away until they get this experience, uh, until they they actually understand that. Uh, the body health and joint health is more important than to do these cool things right now and show the world that what you can. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it gets with experience because because I, to be honest, I personally had some um, obsessive things as well. Like for example, hip thrusting. Right? Let's say hip thrusting. Like my major goal is to develop hip thrusting um, weight. You know, sometimes um, I catch myself in obsession that, uh, you know, I need to, oh my God, I need to uh, lift this, I need to lift this. But then, but then next day I feel that my, my lower body is like really struggling. And and until I, um, um, the the reason I'm saying that I can understand those people who are getting this in obsessively because it's a very, uh, it, it is very like uh, fun as well to get into. Um, 
and it's like it's like gambling, you know, when you when you start gambling and you can't stop. I can imagine that there is uh there is this um there is something pleasurable about a a certain a certain intensity of training that of course first of all you know physiologically um you, you know your endorphins get released so you feel this this pleasure a sort of pleasure in the pain and of course you also feel maybe a little bit of a accomplishment because maybe you managed a little bit more weight than the last time or maybe you were faster than the last time so i completely get that but i'm very happy that you also mentioned the the possible injury so of course injuries can can happen because you overuse your body because of the high intensity but during training injuries can also happen if you you know i mean slowly a certain deformity can build and what i mean by that um and i would be also very happy um about your opinion is for example this is especially something for the guys when the guys leave out certain um, muscle groups and overtrain the others so this happens a lot of for example with pectoral muscle right? so you see a lot of guys uh putting a lot of weights for for bench press and then they have these hunched backs so they're kind of like hunched over because their their um their back muscles are absolutely not developed and of course the famous leg day so when you see guys with a great upper body but there's absolutely no muscles built in their legs absolutely no legs totally yes it's it's so common in guys and the same i think it's the same applies to the people who like obsessively they want to lose the weight but their posture is like totally or uh, other way around like gain the weight and they are leaving out the posture it's not only about the uh, like ordinary people uh, it's it's about the trainers as well i mean they they are working on the um like for example what the clients are telling them for example clients is telling them i don't know i want to lose weight or gain the weight or just uh, get me upper body but they are not looking at the posture i think first the fundamental thing is to look at our body position how uh, if it's not misaligned because if there is any misalignment it it will be any like anyway something will will develop like in a wrong way how it should be developed and obviously it's gonna it, it might hit our nerve system as well uh, especially when it comes to something from the hip misalignment or uh, or the uh, as you said like crunch back um, it it's uh, it happens a lot unfortunately again i think it's a lack of knowledge and it's uh, it's um, it's a lot of uh, influenced by social media i think so because when they see this like nice tutorials or this uh, fitness models like um posing their bodies and stuff like uh, like that or this person can can i don't know get obsessed with that to aim this um the same uh, the same body what they see in the social media but they don't really realize and analyze their body positioning and their actual body how it looks like and what they need to fix first and then move to the other um other aim like like i don't know to increase the pictorials or to increase the upper body or stuff like that um in terms of the boys um it's like common thing that they don't like leg day because they think that it's covered with the trousers all the time and what they show is upper body but obviously it's wrong because if you're developing one muscle group and the other is left over um Uh, there might be like serious problems might start because uh, because it's all about the body uh, blood circulation as well um, uh, it's about the weakness in the bones uh, the the muscles you are not 
working out. Obviously, the bones over there is also getting weaker. So it's um, it's lots of health problems are connecting with the with the undeveloped muscle groups what are left over. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I mean, uh, latest when uh, the boys uh, would like to go to the beach in the summer, I mean, you will see the legs anyways. But uh, <laughs> it's only a remark on the side. Um, I wanted to know your opinion also about the following thing. So, um, you know, you hear a lot of people um, either on the internet or maybe sometimes in the gym, there's the famous sentence, okay, you can do, you can make one more, right? One more rep, I don't know, in whatever you do. Although it hurts, they always tell you, you can do one more or let's do one more. And I always wanted to know what is right. So should you train to the point where it hurts and then you do the one more? Or do you rather go with the... Um, I don't know if you know the guy, his name is Firas Zahabi. He's actually the personal trainer of uh, George St. Pierre. That's a UFC fighter from Canada. Actually, very, very famous guy. And he said, um, he said once in an interview that what he is a proponent of is the idea that you always train only to the point where you feel, I would say, mild, uh, mild um, pain, but just like really mildly. So you know, okay... I had enough right now because then if you're not totally destroyed, you can go on and just train next day and then day afterwards. And what he says is by the end of the month, you have done more reps than anybody else because you simply just did the addition game. So if you couldn't do 50, do 50, don't do 60. And the next day you can do 50 again and your body's okay. And down the line, by the end of the month, I don't know, you have done your thousand reps of something and it's so that was his that was his take on that. And I was asking myself, well, I, I said that kind of sounds, I would say, uh, logical, but is it really the thing which you know down the line brings the uh, brings the results? So I think um, I think it's it comes down um, of the method. What are you using during the training? Because there is this method called muscle exhaustion when you when you go till till failure till failure the muscle and this method is really good for the strength and also for the hypertension which is like growing the mus muscles um, but obviously you can't you can't do only this method you have to mix it up uh, for example one day if, you, if you're going harder the next day should be lighter uh, but uh, but in in general you know I think I think when you are uh, when you're at certain age, you can't really do that failure things, especially with the really, really heavy weights. Like, um, I don't know, for example, me personally, I don't really develop my squats um, till failure. And I never do till failure because now I'm really aware of my knee joints. And I can't, um, uh, and I, I would say that I'm, I'm uh, very much um, agree with that the trainer you've mentioned that you need to do the the exercises until you feel comfortable and not uh, you feel the pain and it's not necessary to uh, to feel the pain every single day when you exercise and uh, and and sometimes uh, uh, sometimes people say that oh my god I hurt uh, maybe maybe uh, I wasted my time uh, the muscle shouldn't hurt. Um, every single time when you exercise, uh, and it doesn't mean that it does not develop if it's not, it's not hurting. It's other way around. I mean, it always develops. It's that just thing that you are using and you are applying the different methods. And uh, the pain thing, what you mentioned, uh, that let's do one more rep. I mean, this is uh, 
uh, one of the methods in the fitness that calls like muscle exhaustion, let's say that. And it, it depends. I mean, people um, apply it, it a lot because they think that if, if it fails and if it, I mean, if muscle fails and if it really hurts, um, it will develop more. I think it's more psychological thing that then it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, even even something to think. It's already good news that I don't need to suffer every time uh, if I go to gym. No, no, definitely not. No, no, because uh, because you know I. I personally, I don't like the only one method in a fitness because it's a physical activity. Fitness, fitness is not like one uh, particular thing that you should be experiencing all the time. It's it's a mixture of different methods, and you you are choosing the one which is like comfortable for you, which makes you happy, and which makes you uh, makes you do more. You know, and it makes your uh, body develop more, gain the strength, and develop some muscles. Or or change the, the posture or um, make make the full transformation. I mean, you are applying the methods. What is like uh, what's yours? Uh, it's always something that is more yours than than some other things, right? And and I think uh, the the methods are also um, like this. You apply a few few methods, and then you choosing one of them which makes you like really happy. And maybe some of the Some of the guys that this muscle exhaustion method is really, really good for them, and that's why they are picking them this this method for them. Yeah, I get that. Um, one of the things which we already kind of talked a little bit about, but I really want to go a little bit deeper in is um, when we talk about personal trainers, especially I would like to go into the topic of quality of personal training. So from everything that you saw in your experience, what would you say, how does um, a layperson um, distinguish, you know, I mean, you cannot be 100% sure anytime, but how does how does a person distinguish um, if a personal trainer is, I would say, a legit professional, or if it's somebody who basically started two weeks ago and, you know, thought, whatever, um, I like sports, I'm going to teach other people how to do sports. So what would you say, um, how do you recognize if, if a trainer is a good trainer? A good personal trainer, obviously the qualification is the must thing, right? Because a personal trainer is like a doctor because you are taking human body as your responsibility. Because if you do something wrong, uh, it's other person's body you are damaging and it's it's a massive responsibility what you what we need to watch out and it's a it's a huge thing and uh, that's why i'm saying that um, qualification in this uh, in this is a must where you know the anatomically what uh, muscle group is, how it works and what the joint uh, is and what, uh, which joint works what way and uh, so on and so forth. That's uh, that's the, I think, must thing which, which every single personal trainer should have. And um, and uh, unfortunately, in my part of the world, like, the, for example, in Georgia, um, Even even now, some of the gyms they don't ask for the quali qualification. If they see visually and they see the person is a, really in a good shape, is uh, exercising actively, the person can become a trainer like easily. Where in Western society, it's more like uh, regulated by law, and uh, every single gym requires the minimum I don't know at least gym certificate to to let you in, right? Uh, where here it's not regulated. But um, okay, let's let's say that the qualification is a uh, is a part. Um, in my opinion, the good trainer 
should sell the uh, attitude, not 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 the attitude. I don't know what they would think that mm-hmm. correct word. The um, the uh, how I feel. I mean, the feelings and the happiness, or I don't know how. Like motivation, motivation, but in other words, motivation is like too kind of uh, cheesy cheesy word. I know. But it, it's like that. I, I think the good trainer should uh, should sell not only it, it, personal trainer cannot be only trainer for the moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it should it should guide you with the direction of it. Kind of a mixture of a life coach and exercising coach. I don't know for me because I, I look at this like really holistic way. Um, I I don't see myself as a only like you know I a person a person came came to my session, we did session only exercising and that's it. Goodbye. Uh, I mean, in my sessions, we're doing a little bit of a nutrition session, a little bit of, I don't know, like feelings, a little bit of like e- inner works. Um, it, it, it's so uh, it's so much important because when the person comes to you as a, as a trainer and says to you, you know, I, I want to I wanna slim down, but you see this person doesn't have nothing like extra. It's just something that he, she needs to work with her brain and in, inside, and she should do like inside work because even though she will lose that uh, five kilo, like next day she will go to the mirror and they, she will find something different, some other thing that she will, won't like in herself. So it sometimes people they don't realize that it's it's mostly inner work than outside work. <laughs> as a exercising and transformation their body, but they need to transform their mind mostly. And that's where personal trainer steps into. And that's where, when I, where I call good trainers should be able to do this part as well, uh, to help, um, clients to work with, with themselves, like, uh, to do inner works and to, to somehow, I don't know, to, um, um, would say like work with their um, self-esteem and work on their self-esteem and stuff like that. Uh, you know, because that's why I don't like to use this word of uh, that motivation because motivation is too cheesy and it's it, it's too um, it's not that deep as personal trainers should go like in, in actual life. Okay, no, I, I get you. It's uh, so first of all, motivation of course has been you know. Um, has been used overly much in 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 the in the past few years almost everywhere you know everybody is motivated i think i think that some people are way too motivated for their own good you know maybe they should calm down yeah that's definitely the the, the case and also um I mean, if, if you already are that motivated, then you don't need a personal trainer to begin with. I mean, and probably you're exercising already. I, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, it's probably my English as well, which I, I'm really sorry because I can't find, like, a correct word that uh, this, um, I mean, personal trainer, it, it's not even a motivation. It's, it's something that you work with a person. Uh, maybe it, it sounds too loud, but as a psychologist as well, uh, as a, obviously we are not psychologists, but uh, but the people when um, I mean personal trainers should be on that level of I don't know uh, intelligence or knowledge or something that that client can client can be open with with uh, with him or her because like. Um, to take like for example my example I've got like uh, uh, I've got lot lots of ladies 
they have like I don't know problems in their in their life, and it's all it's always obvious, and I can tell straight away when they come and and their session is not the same like what it was before. Obviously, trainer noticed this, this yes, and if, when I ask, I mean, are you okay? Um, clients should feel comfortable to to I don't know to say something or to ask for the help or to ask for the advice or something and. To be comfortable with the personal trainer, that means that the personal trainer should should be on the level that, uh, I mean, they can discuss some things either openly or he or she should be, uh, as a client, uh, show that trainer is not judging the behavior or, um, so I, I don't know, maybe I'm going into to deep details, but um, that for me is uh, my in my opinion, good trainer is uh, to guide guide them in not in only uh, in the moves, but show them what the healthy lifestyle is. To to give them examples, like practical examples, to to give them some little nutritional examples, but like in a practical way, and also like to be uh, to be a teacher of the inner works. You know, sometimes they the person have to work with themselves. Um, inside but not on only outside as a visual yeah I, I I get what you're saying and to me it more it mean to me it sounds more like we could say that a personal trainer first of all should be a decent human being because that what you do exactly is, yeah I mean if, if you train with somebody and you realize he's not doing well and then of course you know as, as a um, empathical human being you simply ask what's going on and then if if they find you cool enough, they will tell you, and so maybe you know you can just tell them, you know, a, a simple life advice like a human being to another human being. So we don't need to even go into into the professional stuff. Like, uh, you know, you don't need you don't need to be a psychologist to give somebody a a sound advice. You know, that's that's definitely the yeah, case. definitely yeah. All right. Yeah, I just didn't want it to sound like really loud, but uh, definitely the the. I mean, I call good session when when I see the client is leaving my session like happier happier than than he or she came before. I mean, before the session. I mean, I, and 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 you notice it after the session when you you notice it their mood and and the the it, the mood is like lifted up. And I, that's what I call a good trainer and good session. Wonderful. I mean, we can totally agree on that. Nino, I have a lot, one last question for you. This is basically one of the classical controversies uh, from, the, from the world of uh, personal training. Um, and my favorite, because I am discussing this a lot with, uh, with my friends and colleagues. So if you compare static and dynamic stretching, what would you say of these two makes more sense, especially to you? Makes more sense. Um, do you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that question. I mean, I mean, I'm not questioning your opinion, but uh, you know, I. You can rephrase it. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're the expert here. Yeah, I think the both are very important because uh, you need dynamic stretches when you are starting your workout. Um, you uh, because you need to prepare joints. You need to prepare the. Um, um, muscles as well, because when you're doing dynamic stretch, obviously not only your joints but your muscles are involved as well. So when uh, when, when you're have when you're having, for example, you know, let's say leg day, it's very good to do dynamic stretch with the legs so that your muscles are prepared as well, and and it's uh, um, it's preventing uh, the injuries during the main session and during the main workout, where. Uh, 
static stretches. For example, if person, um, I think it depends on the what my aim is, right? If if person wants to be like very flexy, very I don't know, wants to go into splits, um, uh, static stretches is a must must for them. It depends on the aim and it depends on the what person wants. But I think both of them are uh, are very important in uh, uh, when person is exercising and actually for, for everyone because uh, that's when you feel uh, more mobile and when the body has more mobility and the body mobility is very important to do the exercises correctly. That's, uh, that's the reason why we need like all all the stretches dynamic or or static it's i would i wouldn't give them like uh, which one is more important or which one you should do and which one you shouldn't do and which you don't need i think we need both um as a dynamic stretch and a static stretch as well so to sum it up there is a sense for both or the uh, the idea is that you should you should do both because they are just aiming to to uh, um, achieve different things i think it's both makes sense It's uh, for achieving things as well, and also for uh, for a functional for body's functional as well, because body has to have this uh, functional thing, what calls mobility, which we are losing it with the age, uh, especially, and we need to we need to integrate like both both stretching methods, like uh, dynamic stretches and. And also the static stretches as well. However, statics are always more more different, difficult. Yeah, that's another part of uh, of suffering in the gym. <laughs> Nina, yeah, yeah, no, another. Thank you very much for your time. It was really a funny and educational talk, and uh, um, I hope that our listeners will find it um, the same. Um, thank you for being here. No, thank you. Thank you for, for inviting me. That's a, that's a very interesting experience for me. And I hope you listeners will like it. And uh, anything, if anything, just, just I'm here. Okay? <laughs> This was The Voice of Medicine. Make sure you tune in next time and take care.